The following is a production of Hard Call Ministries. Hard Call Ministries is dedicated to connecting people to sound biblical teaching. Standing contramundum against worldly influence in the church, we strive to come alongside those seeking to deepen their knowledge of Scripture and of our holy God. Heeding Paul's words in Colossians, we desire to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hermeneutics, Heresy, or Eisegesis, written and recorded by Mike Moriarty. I was recently scrolling through social media, not a habit I would encourage to anyone to do these days, and I came across a post that had garnered quite a bit of attention. The post was done by an individual speaking about the evolution of his eschatological stance, his understanding of the end times. He was originally a premillennialist, as many evangelicals are today, but over time he questioned this stance and decided to look into it further. He eventually made his way to a series by a well-known preacher on Matthew 24. He came away with the belief that the post-millennial view is the biblical view of the end times and expressed his gratitude for the teaching of the faithful preacher. However, someone commented on the post saying that this preacher did not properly exposit the text and committed eisegesis. This got me thinking about our reaction to theological topics, people's take on them, and how we do and should react to them. I find a cautionary tale here. First, let's define the three words found in the above title. Hermeneutics is a somewhat fancy-sounding word. Not long ago, it wasn't commonly used among laypeople, but with the resurgence of deeper theological study over the past couple of decades, one hears it more and more often. Simply put, hermeneutics is the science of interpreting scripture. Now, admittedly, that appears to be a rather broad definition. This is because there are various hermeneutical methods to interpret the Bible. There is literal or allegorical, historical or existential. Some are extremely technical and others are very loose. All these aside, the most important thing about how we practice our hermeneutics is that it is biblically faithful. However, even in this, many Christians can come to disagreements about how we interpret scripture. For example, I'm currently attending a Bible college. The student body is more or less evenly split between credo-baptists, believer's baptism, and pedo-baptists, infant baptism. The interesting thing about this is that both sides use, almost 100% of the time, the exact same scripture proofs. I mean, verse for verse, they are almost identical. How can there be such a divide when both sides are looking at the same sections of the Bible? Well, aside from the fact that we are humans with minds affected by the fall, it's because they come at the subject from different hermeneutical angles. Their views of covenant theology are different. This is what happens. I cannot sit here and declare to you how you must do this, other than saying you need to be in prayer and deeply study the Word to arrive at a biblically faithful interpretation of the Word of God. Both sides of this debate would agree. Heresy is a more well-known word. In a way, it invokes a Middle Ages feel of the church when heretics were burned for their blasphemy. Heresy is simply any teaching that contradicts the Bible or Orthodox Christian theology and doctrine. An example would be the teachings of Arianism from the early centuries of church history. Arianism denied the deity of the Lord Jesus. This, of course, is a no-brainer to us today, or maybe not, but there was a time when there were those who seriously questioned whether Christ was truly God or simply a divinely favored man. 
It is widely accepted and biblically true that Jesus is truly God. To teach otherwise is heretical. There are numerous other examples, as there are far more lies in this world than truth, but we'll leave it at that. Lastly, what is eisegesis? Biblical exegesis is the drawing out of the meaning of a biblical text. It is closely associated with hermeneutics, which we use to exegete the text. We properly interpret the text to learn what it is saying. The opposite of this is eisegesis. This is when you read meanings back into Scripture that are not there. An example would be reading Philippians 4.13 and coming to the conclusion that you can start that podcast because Christ has supernaturally empowered you to. Exegesis is vital to our understanding of the Word of God and therefore vital to how we live for God. If we cannot rightly understand what the Bible says, we will be led into all kinds of error and mischief. Now, taking all three of these together and looking at situations such as the social media confrontation above, what can we learn from this? Firstly, we must be diligent in our studies. The Word of God is exactly that, the inspired Word of God, 2 Timothy 3.16. It was by His Word that God created all that exists, and by His decree that all things come to pass according to His will. The Bible should not be taken lightly and handled flippantly. Secondly, we must be humble. We are all still learning. As long as we all dwell in our earthly tents, none of us has arrived at obtaining all knowledge. We will never see or attain perfection on this side of heaven. With this in mind, we must not lord over our brothers and sisters any perceived higher level of wisdom and knowledge. Do you have an MDiv? Great. I hope to earn mine one day. But when I do, I can't come back at the end of the term and start throwing around my theological weight as if I'm a walking library. Christ, the very Son of God, was humble before the people he himself created. We can certainly strive to be humble as well. Thirdly, our humility should also lead us to patience. Perhaps you have achieved a higher degree of education at a seminary or a Bible college. That's wonderful. It is very possible that you do know more than a lot of other people when it comes to theology. Excellent. But just as you should not be arrogant in what you know, you should not expect everyone else to know all that you do. Not everyone knows how to weigh in on the infra versus supralapsarian debate, or what it even is. That's fine, and they may never get there. Big deal. But expecting everyone to be at least at the level you are at is, again, arrogant. And remember, there are a lot more people with a lot more letters after their name than you. There's always a bigger brain out there. Lastly, we need to be slow to speak. With this understanding that people will have differing hermeneutical methods and therefore draw different conclusions than us, we cannot throw around labels like heresy and eisegesis with reckless abandon. I am a convinced credo-baptist. I do not for a moment believe my Presbyterian brothers and sisters are heretics. Nor do I believe they are committing eisegesis and reading things into Scripture to arrive at infant baptism. They are using a different method of interpretation. I have not heard the series by the previously mentioned preacher on Matthew 24, but I have heard his other teachings and seen his ministry at work, and I do not believe he has applied his own meaning to the text. Now, there are of course cases when this happens and they should be addressed depending on the severity of what is being done. But a disagreement about tertiary doctrines or small matters should be handled with more grace and patience than pounding on systematic theology books to prove a point. 
We should display humility, gentleness, and patience towards our brothers and sisters so as to preserve our unity. Be diligent in your study and humble in your interactions. The following has been a production of Hard Call Ministries. You can find us online at hardcallministries.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, thank you for listening, and may the Lord bless you.